How do you even know if your email marketing is working and getting the outcome you really want? It's that tricky, I think. It is, unless you put some sort of tracking in place to try and monitor it. How do you know that the sales you're generating are coming from email versus those ads versus, you know, display ads versus affiliates? And it's easy to think, else. mate. Like it's, it's easy to look at it and go, well, oh, I look at my open rates, I look at my click-through rates, and that's all right. great and everything. But it's not really telling you what thing that you said, what angle, which email, which campaign, which promotion is actually responsible for that particular sale. That is tricky to figure out. We're going to talk about this in, the, in this episode, aren't we? Mm-hmm, we are. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the man who, if he had to have a change of career, would be a professional best man at weddings. It's hypnotist Robert Temple. And the man who, well, not only does he put milk into a bowl before he puts the cereal in, but the milk has to be warm as well. It's the mind reader, Kennedy. Robin Kennedy it's actually that weird that I have cereal with warm milk. I've never thought about it, actually. Um, is it weird? How many people don't do it? I told them this this morning, and they were like, that's really strange. I don't think it's that strange. <laughs> what about, do you put the cereal in first? Then? Yeah. Go on top. Oh, because then it all, everything gets soggy, whereas you end up with some crispy bits on the top. But when do you put the salad cream on? Email Marketing Heroes, welcome to the Email Marketing Show. This is Rob and Kennedy. Hello. The Email Marketing Heroes. We didn't have any applause then. Oh, we didn't. I'll, I'll so give you. Know. Are you feeling a little bit inferior? Have you got an inferiority <laughs> complex there? There we go. I feel the applause There's you're going to get this week, isn't it? <laughs> no. Today, however, we are joined by the lovely Tatiana Bellum, who's going to be talking about all of this complicated, difficult, scary tracking well, stuff. Well, you say it's difficult. I, I mean, I've been, when we've been speaking to Tatiana, she made it seem a lot more simple than it could be. That's that why I'm excited about this episode. Now, I've got an interesting fact for you about our guest, Tatiana. Yeah. She became best friends with somebody who was just a friend uh-huh. uh, as a result of one of these three things. And uh, you, You've got to guess which one you think it might be. Say so it again. She was friends with somebody yeah. and they became a best friend. Okay. After one of these three things happened. Okay. Tatiana either mm-hmm. put a hole in the living room wall of our brand new house. Of the, of the friend's brand new house? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Or she killed her pet hamster. Jesus Christ. Or she crashed a new car. One of those three, three things happened. It cemented a friendship into a best <laughs> friendship, which do you think it was? It was either. So she became best friends with this person because they put, she because Tatiana put a hole in their wall, mm-hmm. killed their pet hamster, mm-hmm. or crashed their car. Mm. I think it was, I'm going to, I think it's, I'm going to go with, yes, I'm going to go with, did, Tatiana, did you crash their car? No, I didn't. What did you do? Actually, I put the hole in the wall. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a bit too unbelievable. What happened? How did that even happen? Uh, well, uh, the friend of mine uh, moved um, pretty close to our, um, where we are, about 15, 20 minutes, and um, her father uh gave uh her kids a present the pool table okay that was supposed to go in the basement and the trick was that the stairs in the basement uh turned 90 degrees after four steps and there was no way you can get the pool table the salad eight feet eight by four feet uh slight what is this um very heavy thing uh, down to the basement with the 90 degrees uh, turn on the stairs. So the only way to get it was uh, to get cut the wall into in through her living room, 
facing these directions of the bigger stairs. So we, this pool table can actually slide through. That's my kind of basement. DIY. So you just thought, let's take the bloody wall down. <laughs> well, one way to get it in. <laughs> well, <laughs> not only are you enterprising when it comes to moving pool tables into basements, today we're going to be talking about this email tracking thing. Now, it is super complicated, uh, seeming anyway, and it's something I've sort of... Well, I actually don't do as much as I should, really. I'm That's the rubbish truth. Of that um, so I'm really, I'm really interested for somebody who. So you know, we've currently got products on the internet. Great. We've currently got email marketing strategies in place with people going through sequences and getting broadcasts, and they're receiving our emails. And that means you might have different segments of your list receiving different offers at the same time, all going to different products. What is the sort of first steps, I guess, that we should be putting in place? What what are we missing in that picture right now that means we don't really know which emails are generating which sales? Okay, so the uh, in order to track, the easiest way to track uh, your sales would be uh, to use the Google Analytics UTM tracking that you can uh, just append the UTM parameters at the end of the any link that goes into any of the um your emails and that will allow you to see exactly which uh, link um, people clicked on that ended up in the sales now hang on a minute simple i didn't start an online business because i wanted to use google analytics that's the truth i am not i am terrified a little bit of sick came up i am terrified of google analytics so but (laughs) but i do see everywhere around the internet i click on people's links and i do see these blasted utm things appearing in the what is it does anybody know what utm stands for unique tracking i don't know Uh, Actually, uh, the most common uh, one is the universal tracking metrics. Ah, okay, okay. Universal but, tracking metrics. Okay, you got me on the spot here, and I'm <laughs> absolutely terrible with names. Ah, don't worry, I'm don't really worry. good okay. with numbers, but it's actually stands, the U stands for the last name of the person who invented the, really? uh, the actually the system, and before the Google bought that, um, the whole process and turned it into the Google Analytics, so the U stands actually for the... Oh, okay, okay. So it wasn't as that. Okay, fine. Okay, so how often, like, you know, if you're sending like a broadcast email every day or if you've got like massive campaigns, do you, in your business, always use a UTM or is it only for certain campaigns? Um, well, my most of my campaigns will not uh, send people to the links. And they will send, uh, I will ask people to write back to me and I, w- I like to get the more feedback and more information from people that way. But if I am including the links, I will put the UTM farms on the, on all of the links. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Let's, so let's take a look at, in case anybody's a, a little bit familiar with UTMs, obviously it's just as, as, an, as a broad stroke, what we're talking about is all that stuff that's appended at the very end of the URL that says source equals Email list <laughs> campaign equals, equals yeah. uh, daily now, emails, or whatever. Yeah. Now, what that shows you is that we have a fundamental understanding of what it is and where it sits. Oh and yeah. I, and I bet loads of people listening to this do as well. But actually, getting to use it is a bit of a chore if you don't really know what you're supposed to put where. Yeah. So, for example, in our, one of our businesses and one of your businesses, one of my businesses, we send a daily email every single day, sending an email. So that means that one or more of those UTMs will have to be changed. Every, every day, day for every email. Every day. Okay, good. So we sort of understand that. So there's basically, am I right in thinking there are four or five UTMs typically used in, in something like that? Give us a structural yes. idea, would you? 
Yeah, so it's like usually it's a campaign, uh, source, medium, and the content. And the content is usually the one that most important one. It's like it could be your subject line, it could be your the other name of the email, and um, most of the um, software like uh, uh, will let you use, let you have. Um, select the dynamic plans so or like have some kind of integration with the uh, Google Analytics that uh, will automatically generate those for you if you don't want to generate them manually if you don't want that granular control over the actual data that goes in you can rely on it on that software to actually so it, generate it, them for you so it could maybe pull through the subject line or the date of the email or something like that i guess yeah the okay. subject line is most common for the content i want to come back to that in a second because i know that one of the things that really trips a lot of people up with this and when i say a lot of people i mean me um is <laughs> what what, what you each are those, a lot of people what each of those things are so uh, you said there's campaign there's media uh, there's a uh, source and medium ah source and medium invented words there source and medium yeah and the last one is the content content okay cool so can you give us an example let's imagine that in the context of somebody who has i don't know maybe there's a maybe you've got like a follow-up sequence in your email platform where somebody come into your business and you try and sell them your course called you know uh, wizardry for beginners so what is the what would be an example so the campaign is that i suppose what is an example of each of these Things, if that okay. So, for example, let's say uh, somebody checked out your website, maybe filled out, uh, um, put stuff in their cart, and they didn't check out. Okay. So, let's say we're gonna do the abandoned cart sequence. Yeah. So, the abandoned cart will go into the campaign. Uh, then, um, for the source, we have the email because it's going through the, this email. Yeah. And the medium would be the, um, in this case, it's just going to be the, it could be like something like follow-up email. Or uh, if you're doing different campaigns, it could be the newsletter or like it could be something to describe uh, type of email you're sending. Right. And then the content would be the actual uh information about the email itself would be the email one email two if it's a follow-up sequence right yeah. all the you subject can say line. the subject email line one and then the subject line okay together. cool that makes a lot of sense campaign abandoned cart source would be email medium would be follow-up email or whatever and then content is the subject line or email one two or three or something like that okay, okay. that's that's super super easy to get so that kind of gives you a little bit of a lay of the land so we're gonna we're gonna include this as a chain of th things on the link because every time the, the person clicks the link they're gonna be that, that information gonna be in the background our crm system our shopping cart whatever the heck we happen to be using is going to capture that and and match that up against our analytics. That's great. We can look at our analytics to look at the conversion goals. Is that where we're going to set this up? Where the heck do we do it in analytics? So getting the links, all right, because I think we just do a Google search for Google UTM creator, or often in other platforms, you can actually do the UTM right within it, right? Yeah, so you will see that in analytics for your goals. So it will be uh, when you look at your goals, uh, completed goals, then you will see that information in there. And also you can, uh, what I like to do is I like from my shopping cart, uh, I like to have that exported into the Google uh, Sheets. Yeah. So I also have that information separately. And that's like actually I kind of 
I like to see like did my uh, how many people converted from email one how many people converted from email two if for example there is no conversions on the email three and that uh, there is a still decent uh, number of people that didn't convert maybe then uh, email three needs some work as well Got it, got it. Okay, so now we're in the territory of talking about, so now we know where to look at it, and the location of this information is in Google Analytics under the goals, and we're analyzing who reached those goals, in this case, a purchase, or it might be, of course, register for a challenge, or whatever the heck we're happy, the activity mm-hmm. you're asking people to do. Grand. Okay, so now we're, we're now in the realm of talking about what are we, what are the decisions, what are we going to do about these things? So, You've just touched on one there, which is email three is responsible for zero conversions. We now know that email three, something sucked about it. And now we're going to go back. From a, and you're, you're pretty analytical. We were talking just before we hit, we hit record here. So you're going to get your sleuth hat on and you're going to be like, okay, email three didn't, wasn't responsible for any conversions. Tatiana, where would you go first to try and figure out what are you going to try and unpick? What evidence are you going to go and try and find and where are you going to find it to try and figure out how to fix this? Okay. So first of all, we'll, then we'll probably want to look at the open rates. Okay. And if the open rates is like really low, then uh, obviously we need to go with the subject line. Mm-hmm. And um, if, um, this, if the open rates are okay and people like opening, people not unsubscribing, and then then we probably need to look at the actual email. And this is also what would be the chance for you to, if like people are still like opening, but they're not buying, they're probably interested, but something is stop, stopping them. Right. So maybe you need to address more objections or maybe you need to ask why they're not buying. We're a huge fan at Response Suite of asking people why they're not buying by sending them a survey, obviously. But so I, I love that you're really you're really singing from our hymn sheet with that, of course. Okay, so we've okay we've we've got email three underperforming. We go back. Our subject, our opening rate subject line is saying that's pretty good going. And of course now they're open, maybe we're not getting the clicks or we're still not getting purchases. Now we're talking about. What's the content of that? What are the objections? Okay, love that. So one of the things that I'm not particularly familiar with, and I haven't done a lot with, I don't know about you, is to pay attention to the the sort of Google conversions and that kind of thing. Because one of the things that would be really useful here, aside from just being able to see conversions, is obviously to see that um, what the conversions were for. You know, if you've got 15 different products or 1,500 different products, you want to know what people are buying, how much they're spending. So is that something that can all be done from inside the Google platform to be able to see, okay, great, that email has resulted in that. Sorry, these emails have resulted in this amount of money from X number of customers. In terms of like getting granularly down to knowing things like your customer value, can all of that come from this, or is this at this point really just knowing a knowing about what, that? Click yeah, rate. about about that particular email conversion rate. Uh, it can be all if it's set up correctly. You can get all that very granular information, but wow. it d- does take a little bit of the effort to get it. And is that set up properly? And is that something that you would? Because I always think of, um, so for example, for one of my businesses, I use Infusionsoft as the CRM and email platform and stuff. And I always think of that as being the place where I want to keep my sort of uh, customer values and, and and order tracking and all of that is in there. That's happy days. Mm-hmm. But of course. I'm just trying to work out, is there some feedback then typically from the Google platform as a result of all of this back into individual contacts in your email platform? Or is this designed for something different? Is this more like looking at big overview stuff? 
you can tie it together. You can uh, export your uh, data out of the, um, you said Infusionsoft, right? Yeah. Okay, so you can export your data into the uh, Google Sheets and then uh, use the Data Studio to connect it all together with the Google Analytics data, and that's a nice way. Or you can kind of like run reports and um, reconcile both reports from um, Google Analytics and the Infusionsoft. That's really, really cool. One of the things that really brings up as well is it's really nice to be able to take this data and say, okay, these campaigns have resulted in this amount of uh, this amount of income, and these campaigns here have resulted in a far lower amount of income. What kind of stuff would you look at in the campaign itself, like campaign content that you think actually... So would it, uh, I'm trying to give you an example. So uh, without giving the answer, or, or trying to impose my answer, I suppose, which is, would you, for example, look at a whole campaign and go, right, this was the scarcity part of my campaign, and it converted at a really high amount, whereas the sort of initial sort of flirty, teasy element of my campaign resulted in few sales. Would you? What kind of decisions would you make to do with the content them, itself based on the sales results? Uh, I would look more than just the content of the campaign. It's also the, like uh, the time, the timing of the campaigns. Uh, that could also have an effect because I, I know it's like if we go, go throughout the year, there's a certain time of the year where the things are like either sales are picking up or sales are dropping. So that's another uh, thing is like when you're looking at the analytics, you can see you need to pay attention to the timeline as well. But yeah, definitely you will be able to see if there's like uh, either scarcity or like um, a little bit of the uh, teasers performing, sometimes perform a lot better than the scarcity. Right. Uh, so if like you, you get um, people uh, interested more and sometimes the inter- like uh, that drives a lot more engagement. Okay, okay. One of the things that always makes me think about, that I always get to thinking about when I think about analytics is how often should we be checking this kind of thing? We're all really bloody busy business owners. We've got products to sell, we've got numbers to hit, we've got partners to work with we've got a lot of stuff going on got utms to write <laughs> yeah right like how often do you go in and check this kind of stuff is this a daily activity on your daily checklist is this a weekly activity like is it the end of a campaign like what's the time frame on checking on this stuff uh i would usually say it's uh most for most of the businesses unless you spend thousands and thousands of dollars like on a daily ad budget and everything then uh, I would say like weekly and monthly because you really want to see the trends. It helps you to see the trends and compare it to the other uh, efforts and to see how those uh, efforts kind of stack up uh, in producing the sales. So the weekly or monthly would be pretty much sufficient. I love it. It's basically about drilling down into doing more of what is working and doing less of what is not working. Absolutely love it. Now it's time to head into... Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. So we want to talk to you about one of your favorite or best performance subject lines. So first of all, what's your best performance subject line that you want to talk about today? Where are the blueprints? Where are the blueprints? Okay. Good subject line. I can see why that might get a crack in open rate. What was your open rate on that? Uh, it was uh, over 60%. I mean, wow. 
That's phenomenal. Love that. All right. I mean, we've heard about 60% open rates before back in Amy Perkins' episode, which you should definitely go and check out if you haven't already, by the way, folks. Absolutely great episode. Um, check it out on there at uh, theemailmarketingshow.com. But tell us about why you think it worked so well. Um, so that came out about from um, Ad Creative that I put out um, for my funnel boards. And uh, as I was coming up with some ideas, I created the mock-up of the blueprint and uh, turned it into the ad and started performing really well. Okay. And uh, next thing I know, I had I started to get messages and email from people asking where actually the blueprints are. Huh. And in turn, I had to turn around and tell them that, well, there is no blueprints. Because the blueprints was just an angle for the ad, right? Yeah, that was just an ad creative. So what I did is like, okay, get uh, get back to work. I um, turned around, I created the uh, five blueprints for my intro pack, put them in the membership area, and I wrote that email. Okay, guys. This is what happens. I created an ad and ad took off and I started to get all the questions. Uh, um, the, the five uh, blueprints for the intro pack is already there. I'm going to be working through uh, creating them for the, uh, for the rest of the funnels. Uh, let me know which ones you would like to see first. And that became an email. Absolutely love it. I mean, so you literally took the information that your people were replying to your emails going, and where are my blueprints? And you took that information and used that as a subject line. Absolutely love it. 60% open rate or more. Actually, the URL, by the way, if I have anybody thinking where on earth is the uh, is that episode with Amy Perkins, where she talks about her 60% open rate, is over at theemailmarketingshow.com slash unlearn. Uh, in case anybody wants to check that episode out, because it's an absolute cracker. Absolutely love that. Subject line of the week subject line of the week well tatiana this has been amazing i know that people are going to want to find out more about you and everything that you do so tell us if people want to find you tell us where to go all right so people can find me like on my website tatianabellum.com or if you want to see uh the blueprints i did turn them into my lint magnet as well and you can go ahead and download them at funnelboards.com blueprints i love it and if you can't remember all of those links just go it will put the links to all of that stuff and everything we've talked about all the detailed notes on this entire conversation over at theemailmarketingshow.com slash blueprints see what we did there See what we did there. If you haven't already, make sure you do not miss out on next week's episode of the show by smashing the subscribe button on your podcast player. And leave us a little little review. You've had a lovely time as well. We'll absolutely love that. Well, thanks for joining us. This has been amazing. Thanks so much, Tatiana. Thank you so much. The email marketing show. We're going to have to use the ATMs a lot more, mate. We're supposed to be the email marketing heroes and we're just not even doing it. I know. Show <laughs>